Well, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's been a while. Happy 2009, which shows you how long it's actually been since the last podcast. But um, welcome back and uh, hope you enjoy this latest one. This one's going to be on prayer and in the very profound words of the songwriter MC Hammer, you've got to pray just to make it today. And uh, we hope that you uh, really enjoy this one as it helps you think a bit about prayer. Maybe you're somebody who's not a Christian and you're thinking, well, sometimes I pray, but who am I praying to? Maybe you are a Christian and you find prayer something uh, difficult to get into and to have a regularity about. But um, hopefully this is going to help you through looking at Psalm 61 and the first uh, four verses. So hopefully you enjoy that and uh, it's going to be a blessing to you. Okay, well, we're going to be looking in Psalm 61 and the first four verses of Psalm 61. And uh, from verse 1 it reads, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. I don't know what you think about prayer and uh, whether you pray yourself, but um, prayer is a really interesting thing. There are many people who would say that they don't believe in God, that they don't believe there is a God who exists. And they don't pray, but yet they find themselves in an emergency situation, a kind of 999 situation if you're in the UK or a 911 situation if you're in the States or whatever the number is in whatever country you are. And so the situation is that they might be on a plane and maybe the plane has got a lot of turbulence or there's lightning or they've been told that they've got to make an emergency landing and you might not believe in God but then suddenly you turn to prayer and you ask that God would save you or you're on a boat and it's about to sink or you're in another circumstance where you've been told bad news about your health and uh, you say you don't believe in God but yet you turn to prayer and pray to a, a God and you don't really know necessarily who you're praying to and there's been situations in my life where I can relate to that that before I became a Christian I remember living in the highlands of Scotland and, and one night uh, I was working in a, a local hotel staying in staff accommodation and my door was kicked down at about one in the morning and there were these guys who were threatening me, um, telling me that they would kill me if I didn't tell them where this guy's room was and so I, I told them where his room was and they went and beat him up and they said they're going to come back and kill me and they went and beat these other guys up and I remember as somebody who wasn't a Christian getting on my knees and praying God if you're there would you just save me would you not let me die and I was really crying out to God and when these guys came back in the room the whole persona completely changed they just completely changed um, their attitude and they sat on the bed and they said what are you doing here and do you want to go out for a drink and it was an incredible uh, miraculous change and so my experience of, of prayer there was one that was really powerful, but not yet a Christian at that point. And so on the Christian journey, on, on my Christian walk, there's been times where there's been a real need of 
deep prayer and, and crying out to God and other times where there's been a bit of cruising and my life can be quite prayerless where you go from one event to the next and you, you're throwing up a prayer as you go. But I think recently I've just been made much more aware through um, different trials that uh, how important prayer is. But who is it that we're praying to? And it's important for us to recognise that uh, in this psalm particularly that um, the God that David is praying to is God the Father, Son and Spirit that the Christian worships and prays to, to the Trinitarian God that we're praying um, to the Father, Son and Spirit. And so prayer is to the Father through the Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is so helpful to think about as we come to prayer that we're praying to the Father through the Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit that our prayer life is shaped in that way that we're coming to the Father and, and through the Son who has died on the cross making it possible to approach the throne of grace and in the power of the Holy Spirit and that's how we come in prayer. But prayer is not confined to uh, difficult times, it it's, can happen through joyous, happy times as well. But often when the sun is shining and everything is okay, it may be that we forget to give thanks, we forget to pray. But we're encouraged to pray at all times. And when we look at this psalm in Psalm 61, David is coming before God when his heart is very heavy. Uh, he's not simply saying a ritualistic prayer, but crying out to God, literally crying out to God. He's saying, hear my cry Oh God, this isn't just, well, okay, I thank you for this food today and um, yeah, I better go on, on with my day. But this is a cry to God that he's coming before God when his heart is heavy, when he's in despair. He calls out to God and shows his need and dependence. And it's possible that when we face trials in our life that we can do one of two things. We can either um, say that, we ask God's help in that, that we ask for Christ to come into the midst of that, to help us and be prayerful in that situation. Or we can harden our hearts and not pray and attempt to shut the door on God, um, as stupid as that sounds. But the reality is, is that we need to come closer to God and ask him to come closer and to transform us. I recently met a girl at a, a university after I'd been playing some music and speaking and she came to me afterwards and said that she used to go to church and she drifted away from that didn't believe it any longer and I asked why it was that she was struggling to believe and she said it was because of suffering in her life and she hadn't read the bible in years hadn't gone to church in years but she said it was because of other people that had suffered in her life and there's a sense in which we can pull away from God uh, when he wants to draw near, that even in the suffering, even in the trials, he wants to draw near to us and help us uh, make sense of these things rather than us running in the other direction. And so prayer helps David in his trial, in his difficulty, get perspective on who God is as he cries out to him. As he says, from the ends of the earth, I call to you as my heart grows faint. And so there's this perspective that, that it's not about David, but it's about God. It's about crying out to God. He's the one who's in control. He's the one that can bring change. He's the one that can make a difference. 
rather than us trying to make that difference ourselves. And there's a sense in which we can harden our hearts and try and solve things ourselves. And this prayer that we, we get involved in, you know, to the Father, through the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit, enables us to get a true perspective on who God is, so that when we look at the world around us and we, we hear about the credit crunch endlessly, that when we see the job losses, when we maybe hear about people getting sick or we're sick, or there are other issues that we have, we can have too small a picture of God. But coming to prayer enables us to get this God perspective on what is going on in our lives, what is going on in the world. God is so much bigger and we are so much smaller and that's part of the problem when we don't pray. When we don't pray we're saying that we're okay, we're self-sufficient in many ways that we don't need God. But prayer helps us see that God is just so huge that he is beyond our land, our country, he's beyond the earth, he's beyond our Milky Way galaxy, that he's so vast and in control and sustaining the known universe and the unknown universe, that he holds all things together, that he is sovereign and in control. So he is so much bigger. And so when we come and show our dependency, as David is doing here, then we get that true perspective on who he is, that he is so much bigger, that he is the one who transforms, that it's all about him, it's not about us, but it's about us coming and recognising the dependency that we have on God by coming and praying, by spending time with him and drawing near to him and asking him to come close. And what is helpful for David and for us is that he gets this right perspective because he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And that is such a, a great phrase, isn't it? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And we may want to be self-focused for good or bad reasons, to be focusing maybe on idols, on things other than Christ. We might get a perspective where other things in our life become higher and more important rather than Christ himself. But he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I and he has this total perspective on who God is and how so often we forget these things that this is so true that the gospel transforms us and renews us yet so often we forget these things and it is regaining that perspective that says that actually lead me to the rock that is higher than I I'm no higher than you you are the one who is high and in control and so He's asking to lead him to the rock that is higher than I, the unchangeable, steady rock that is Christ. And Corrie ten Boom, who many of us will have heard of, um, said an interesting quote, which is, Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tyre? Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tyre? Is prayer, in many ways, central to everything we do? Or do we literally, when we hit, a brick wall, when we hit an emergency, we go to prayer, we get the spare tyre out of the boot. And there's a sense in which prayer has to be central to what we're about. It's got to be a case of us like breathing. We need oxygen or we need to pray to operate as people. And we often forget the good that God has done in our lives and in the lives of others. The very fact that we breathe, the very fact that we eat and enjoy life is a gift from him despite appreciating other things like music, art, books, film, etc. 
we have the very life that we have and all that we have comes from God. And David recalls that he's that God has been his shelter and his strong tower, that God has been his shelter and his strong tower against the foe. And that despite the attack of his enemies, despite David's sinful failings, God has been there for him. He's been constant. And that is the other awesome thing, isn't it? That just to recognize that even though we might mess up in life, that we might fail to pray, that we might fail to, to do what we set out to do, that actually he is constant, that he is our refuge, our strong tower, that he is solid. He doesn't move, he doesn't change. He's with us at all times, that he's for us, so who can be against us? And so David recognizes that he is his shelter. He is his strong tower. And so maybe today we need to recognize that God is our shelter. He is our strong tower, even if we might not feel that, that he's there and he's with us and he's for us. And we may face different trials, but we can be sure that when we trust in God, that through the work of Christ on the cross, we are forgiven. And that forgiveness has given us a future hope that not only do we experience um, who God is now, that we know he is with us, but that one day we have that hope of everything being made new, that we have that future glory that is to come, that this life is, like it says in James, just like a mist. One minute it's here, the next minute it's gone, and that it's tiny compared to the huge perspective of who God is and his eternity. But one day everything will be made new, that he is our shelter, that he is the one who will see us through. And so just thinking as we come to a close about prayer, do you pray to the Father through the Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit? Do you realise that the most important thing is is God is about him, not about us? And so maybe so often in our lives we just go through life without praying and we, we miss out we miss out on understanding more of who God is, of him shaping us to be who we were supposed to be. And so just to encourage you today that maybe you're listening to this and you're seeking out who God is, maybe not yet a Christian, just encourage you to pray and to say, God, if you're real, I just want to pray to you, Heavenly Father, to know the Son and to know that in the power of the Holy Spirit, just to know who God is and just to ask for that forgiveness of sin and to come to him in prayer. That's the amazing thing. We can come to the living God in prayer. If we are somebody who knows Christ, just to encourage you to pray more, not as out of ritual, but just to, just to spend time waiting on God, to take more time out of the day, to let, watch less TV, to spend less time just chattering about things just for the sake of it, less time on the computer, more time waiting on the Lord and waiting on him and just seeking him and praying to him, knowing that he is your shelter, that he is your tower, he is your rock. Let's just pray as we finish. Father God, we thank you that you are for us, that you are with us that despite the storms we might face, the trials that we might be in, despite our lack of perspective of who you are, you are still there, you are constant, you are our strong tower. And we just thank you, Jesus, that you came and you died on the cross. 
that you died in agony and suffered on that cross, paying the price for our sin, that you are our substitute, that you've stepped into the place that we deserve, that punishment that we deserve, but you took that on yourself. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you enable us to be sanctified, to grow and know what it is to make sense of the Bible, to know what it is to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we pray for more of an understanding of who you are, for more of a desire for prayer, for more of a sense in which you will create a ripple effect around your church of people who desire to pray more, to know you more, to treasure you, to only be satisfied in you and nothing else. And so, Lord, would you just do something great in our lives? Would you just increase that, Lord? Would you just increase more of that for your glory? In Jesus' name, amen.